Thanks for joining us today. I'm Scott Hecker, Senior Counsel in CIFAR's DC office, and this is the Policy Matters Podcast. On today's episode, the federal government wants employers to mandate vaccines, the states, not so much. We're thrilled to have Carla Grossenbacher join us to discuss a topic on everyone's minds, vaccine mandates. Carla is the chair of the Washington, D.C. office's labor and employment practice, the head of the firm's workplace privacy team, and co-chair of the firm's workplace biometric privacy compliance and litigation group. She's been leading the way in providing sage legal counsel to employers throughout the COVID-19 pandemic. And I want to speak for Carla, but I assume her most important role is as my supervisor. But Carla, thanks so much for joining (laughs) us today. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Of course. It's a big week on the vaccine front as the FDA issued full approval for Pfizer's vaccine, now known as Comirnaty, uh, and that was on Monday, August 23rd, earlier this week. How do you think that full approval of the Pfizer vaccine is going to affect vaccine mandates, Carla? I think it's going to significantly affect them from private employers. Many employers have had hesitancy to issue vaccine mandates to their employees while the vaccines are in EUA status. And that's both because there have been legal arguments made that it is illegal to mandate the vaccine as a private employer while it's in EUA status. And there's just a general disinclination to require it of employees when it is not fully approved. Yeah, that makes sense. And I know you and I have discussed some of the case law out there, but one of the barriers, the EUA argument that some have made fighting vaccine mandates seemingly is removed by that full approval. What are some of the approaches that states and local governments are taking to vaccine mandates without sort of a top-line federal mandate out there? Well, there are some states, of course, who have recently instituted their own vaccine mandates that trickle down to private employers, uh, mainly in the healthcare setting, but also in some other settings. But many states, I would say almost all of the states have some sort of bill, legislation, or executive order that bears on the vaccine issue. Many of them hostile toward the notion of either a private business mandating the vaccine for its employees or a business checking proof of vaccination for people trying to enter the business. Got it. And you mentioned that proof of vaccination, which sometimes we hear the term, you know, vaccine passports. And I understand some localities like New York and San Francisco have mandated proof of vaccines for patrons in certain settings. Do you have any thoughts on those approaches and how how that's going to impact vaccination mandates and rates? Well, the issue of customers and patrons and restrictions on asking them for proof of vaccination doesn't really affect private employers, and there's really no restrictions on asking for employees to give proof of vaccination. You know, in the few states where there's a customer or patron restriction, obviously there's a little tension there between if you can't ask the customer or patron about their proof of vaccination, the impact that has on employees and whether it makes sense to request the same information of employees. Got it. And I know Montana has passed an anti-discrimination law. You know, you can't discriminate based on vaccine status. Uh, And so far, that seems unique, at least (laughs) being passed. Can you explain that legislation and, and maybe if there are other similar legislation bills pending out there in other states? Sure. So Montana, as you said, 
passed a law that makes it illegal to discriminate on the basis of vaccination status as an employer and take an adverse action against an employee based on their vaccination status. There's also a part of the law that says an employer can't mandate the vaccine while it's in EUA status, which of course is affected by the recent announcement of the full FDA approval of the Pfizer vaccine. So you're in a weird position where theoretically you could mandate that your employees get the Pfizer vaccine, but if they refuse to, you can't do anything to them about it because you can't take adverse action against them. So it's an interesting outcome in Montana. But thus far, Montana is the only state that has passed that kind of law, though other states have proposed them. Right. And you mentioned there were a number of states sort of a little bit adverse to the idea of a mandate. So I guess we'll see whether anyone follows Montana's lead, though that one's been out there for a while, I think. So for okay, since May, yeah. So for folks who are listening, you know, employers, I'm sure they're really interested in sort of what to keep in mind as they develop vaccine programs, particularly now that we have the full authorization for Pfizer. You know, I expect our HR friends are wondering how to successfully message and communicate the parameters of their policies to employees. Do you have any thoughts? You know, what are the sort of top three things that employers really should keep in mind as they're developing their vaccine programs, whether or not they're mandatory? Well, I think employers need to keep in mind, first and foremost, that they have the ability to mandate the vaccine for their employees, except potentially in Montana, and that they have the right to require proof of vaccination from their employees. We still get questions on this quite frequently. So that's the first thing to be aware of is what your rights are as an employer. I think the second thing to be aware of is that even though Montana is the only to have passed a statute that prohibits discrimination based on vaccination status. As I said, many others have proposed that type of legislation and other legislation that is hostile to vaccinations. And those laws could be passed at any time. And as we see more employers mandating the vaccine, I think we're going to see potentially more of these laws being passed. We're certainly seeing more and more bills being proposed You know, even this week, there were probably five new ones and in the prior weeks, additional ones. So employers really need to keep an eye on that landscape and the jurisdictions in which they operate. And then three would be they really have to have an accommodation process ready to go up and running because the first thing that's going to happen when a private employer mandates the vaccine is they will get accommodation requests, and they have a legal obligation to accommodate those who have either a disability or a sincerely held religious belief that prevents them from being vaccinated. Right. I appreciate that. You know, I think, as you said, sort of all these pending bills, folks are probably used to the patchwork response at this point. Um, There's been a lot where where employers, particularly national operators, are really having to keep an eye on localities, you know, down to the county level and even town level sometimes to make sure they're complying with local requirements. So we really appreciate it, Carla. Thanks again for being here today and sharing your expertise and insights. Really interesting stuff, and I'm sure it'll continue to develop. So maybe we'll have you back at another time when (laughs) six more states pass something like Montana's uh, legislation. But really appreciate everyone listening today. Please keep your ears out for additional Policy Matters podcast episodes, including some upcoming content concerning vaccines and workplace safety, as well as vaccines and labor. CIFAR's website also has an incredible amount of COVID-related resources for you to check out. And should you have any questions, please contact your friendly neighborhood CIFAR attorney for assistance. Thanks for joining the podcast.